Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Readiest Noise Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Scott and I'm joined by my masked hero uh, in Hi. Rob once again. And we are here for a special episode where we're going to be talking about uh, a WWE event that uh, we were privileged enough to uh, see live in person just last night. And of course, uh, many of you out there, unless you were in the uh, small Wembley Arena, wouldn't have done. So uh, mm. that's not us bragging, that's <laughs> just talking yes, about the nature of a yes, house show. Um, but hey, it was a very, very uh, interesting show to say, Lee. So we'll talk about uh, kind of some of the stories that come out of it as far as how it's going to affect WWE uh, long term, what's going on with WWE coming over to the UK next time. Uh, and also just kind of observations for what we saw from the kind of late 2023 house show experience. WWE Live is always an interesting kind of uh, thing to see, A, for the show it put on, but also B, uh, for kind of a little bit of a sneak preview as to where they might be going in storyline and who's working mm. with each other as well. So uh, we'll be touching on that right after this welcome to the rebellious noise pro wrestling channel on this channel we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle we will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names there will also be live show reviews in-depth features and podcasts and make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action. All right, yeah, so welcome back to the channel here on YouTube or those that are listening on the audio versions on Spotify and Apple podcast we welcome you to uh rebellious Science pro wrestling and yeah we are going to kind of jump in and just talk about our experiences last night we were very lucky to be invited down by uh those on behalf of we to uh to the show here in london for the sunday stunner as they call it rob um that's their kind of fancy gimmick name for a sunday uh we show essentially um they used the Saturday night main event if it was Saturday, but we were here for a stunner on a Sunday. Great logo, I've got to say. Yeah, um, yeah indeed. Yeah. Right there as well, a little bit of a hint. Uh, but LA Knight was there in person as well. That's the interesting thing about this uh, kind of house show experience, ain't it, Rob? We've been to plenty of house shows before, and we were talking about mm-hmm. it on the way, just saying, you just you have no idea what you're going to get, like what matches you're going to get. Sometimes they announce a card, sometimes they don't. For this one, you didn't even know what stars were going to be there. We were kind of assuming it would be a SmackDown roster. And that's pretty much where it ended up being. Uh, quite a bit of SmackDown branding as well on the show itself. Um, but overall, a, uh, a good experience. We'll talk about the matches, what we saw, what we liked about it, and just the overall experience. But uh, with that in mind, what are your kind of main thoughts on the, on the house show we, we enjoyed here in London? It's fun, man. Um, obviously, you know, it's always a, a privilege to uh, be invited to kind of those sort of shows, you know, and to be being able to kind of talk about it as we are now. It's um, it's weird because I feel like even as fans, you, we go in and like we we get to watch the show and we think, oh, okay, and you just think for a second, think, how cool is it that we get invited to these sort of shows and then we get to talk about it? And it's, yeah, very privileged. It's, it's still cool, isn't it? It's it's amazing. Yeah. Like I'm so. Yeah, it's so fun, man. Um, but yeah, firstly, Sunday Stunner is what we like to call you. Um, uh, is that me or the audience? You, no, you, in, you in particular. It's yeah. Monday now, though, Rob. Uh, what's this? Oh, uh, right. um, moody, moody Monday, I'll be. Yeah, mundane Monday. Hey, nice. Maybe um, not a good tagline for stole, the podcast. Stolen from Taz, by the way, from the Taz show. I'm not going to claim it. Oh, fair um, enough. Right, then. I yeah. clearly don't listen um, to the Taz show. But... <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Um, There's a lot yeah, of wrestling podcasts to keep up with, mate. Come on, forgive yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was the show was good. Um, yeah, it was really good. As you said, it was very SmackDown heavy. Uh, I don't think there was anyone from Raw, was there? I think it all was SmackDown. Yeah, it was SmackDown because we were discussing this on the way, and we said, "How would they get from it was anyone from Raw? How would they get from the Raw mm. flying back over to the states and travel and yeah, stuff like we're that?" Trying you know, to figure out time differences and how it might work yeah. and whatever else. But um, yeah, they went with a kind of more sensible option. I- I'll be yeah. honest; I think what I noticed in this show is that it felt in some ways like a a B roster, mm. but it made me realise just how many stars they really do have that it could... I think at any other time, not that it wasn't great, but like we saw EO defending the women's title, which we'll get into later on against Charlotte, uh, and we saw LA Knight in the main event. And it's like that, and uh, you know, against Solo Sokoa, and it, it kind of shows just how kind of strong their roster is, you know? So like yeah. just the way he kind of it ebbs and flows, sometimes you're on top of the card, sometimes you're not. Charlotte hasn't really felt like much of a, a kind of big deal lately. But as I said to you last night when we were there, like there's going to be a day where we look back on this and go, I can't believe I saw Charlotte Flair live. And then it wasn't just that for us. You know, very fortunate to have seen her live quite a few times. Um, but yeah, it's things like that when you go to these house shows that you're just like, man, this is just, it's just fun. Like the fan side of it kind of comes through in that sense as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would, even the, uh, obviously Bailey was there. Forget the, Generic Hey Bailey song, which yeah, I, I love. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll touch on that when we get there. But I think we were saying this yesterday. As much as I love going to like PLEs and mm. live recordings like Raw SmackDown or anything like in between, for me, going to house shows is probably my favorite. And I know that sounds weird, but it, they're just there's things that they do on the house show that you think, ah, oh, that's, that's it's so good, but you'll mm. never get it on yeah. on the show. You know, it was um like, and I don't like I don't like a lot of messing around when it comes to wrestling, like comedy stuff. I can take it if it's done the right way. Yeah, but too much, I'm not a fan. But last night they were very street profits for sure, and um, pretty deadly. What kind of breaking character a little? Yeah, yeah, very comedic at times. And I thought, you know what? It's it's refreshing to see that because they've got to be like the hill like the straight hill and that's it there, there isn't anymore yeah. so yeah, yeah pretty dead these characters are quite jokey anyway but uh, they can definitely color outside the lines uh yeah. not defined for tv where they've got a, a pay-per-view to sell or a storyline that they have to be very particular about you know you're mm-hmm. right really could kind of um shine in other ways and, and there were so many times last night that there was that it just really fun spots as you say going to a house show or a live event as you call them um they they do things that you wouldn't see on a main show and you wouldn't see on the pay-per-view, but there were so many things that I said to you last night. I remember going, man, if this was on a PLE, this would be like a really fun spot. Like Twitter, X yeah. these days, would, be, would go ablaze. Everybody would be kind of ranting and raving about it. But as you said last night, yeah, but that would take away some of these kind of silly, funny, goofy spots. They are really entertaining, but it would take away from maybe what was serious about the storylines that were going on, the big moments on the on that match card as well. So it kind of is the best place to do it on these house shows. So sometimes you do get some of this stuff, but I know a lot of people say and WWE definitely like to kind of amp it up themselves because they want people to go to live events without feeling like they've not seen a proper show if it's not televised or record, recorded. But seriously, like if you haven't been to a house show before, as Rob said, so many people see this as like the best shows because 
they are just really fun. They they really do uh, do completely different things than they would get away from TV. Yeah, obviously we'll break it down like some of the stuff that we see as as we go through the matches, obviously. But as I said, it's it's just there, there's a time. I think there's always a time and a place for comedy and wrestling. Mm. Um, people like Orange Cassidy, um, Santino Marella, like those Foley when it would become Mr. Socko and he become more of a unless it's a specific character that's got that comedic trait. Comedy based, yeah. Yeah, then the minute they start doing it, it's like do you remember when we've seen things on the indies when one will do um put them in for or get ready to put them in for a suplex and then someone else will run in and they'll join yeah, in another yeah, one. Yeah. Like and I get it and I, I do like it. But with WWE that isn't their thing. So yeah. when you get to see it in WWE, it's so refreshing that you think mm. these guys do have fun. They're just like, out there having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, you know, they're just out there having fun and putting on a show, which yeah. obviously they always do. But they get to, it's it's a relaxed feeling. I think when they're relaxed, the better stuff for them comes out. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. It, like the, the pressure's kind of off in a way, you know. They're they're yeah, yeah. kind of entertain, have fun themselves. It seems so. Uh, let's go through some of the things that we saw on on the show itself. So you mentioned Street Profits. It opens up with what well, I said to you felt like a a, a butlin' show because you had the baby face Brits and the heel Americans. It, you know, it was that typical kind of thing that you see on a kind of uh, low budget kind of indie show over here. But um, no offense, that's just you know a trope we've done over the years. But plenty of shows like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was kind of hokey and silly, but it was fun. Like, of course, the hometown guys, you know, so to speak, you know, Brits at least got their kind of uh, shine. Uh, and then the Street Profits really like first time seeing them proper healing it up. Of course, we've been talking about it on the channel lately about this kind of strange turn they've had, and we have a a big kind of point to focus on later on when it comes to this as well. Oh, for sure, yeah. But um, the Street Profits essentially do come out as heels and they really play up to it in quite a comedic way, as you say. And I was saying last night, I think this is what's great about Street Profits' character is that they, they're kind of cocky anyway, as baby faces. You know, like they're, they're very sure of themselves. So it's an easy kind of character to switch into a heel. And I think it can work very well. And I think house shows is where they're really going to kind of get that under their belt and get used to kind of... Co- it, it felt surreal that it was little kids there booing the Street Profits. Like, that felt weird. Yeah, but it's yeah. worked already, so I, I'm glad to see that. The match overall was was a really fun one. They, they did these silly spots, as you said, and I won't ruin too many of them because if you do see them later on this week or, you know, on this kind of loop, you might – I like, honestly, these things get redone. Sorry to burst the bubble of, you know, wrestling, but we all know what it is, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um they uh, they will do some similar spots at other towns. So uh, please keep that in mind. We don't want to ruin too much. Um, but, like, just simple little ones where, like, you know, yeah, Pete Dunn getting on, or Butch getting on the turn up and getting a cheer, and then um, Montez getting up and getting a boo, cheer, boo, cheer. But it was, it was really funny how they played into it as well. Yeah. Uh, but the match itself was really entertaining as well. I, uh, I really enjoyed this, man. I think them working together is something I'd like to see more of. And, again, this is why house shows are great, because you get to see um people kind of perfecting it i said to last night as well my first WWE show was a raw in that very same arena wembley arena where uh, i saw snitsky take on kane and that was a massive feud at the time and i was so confused because they were about to face each other at a pay-per-view and they hadn't faced each other yet so i was seeing a preview of the pay-per-view they're live yeah. in person so again another reason why house shows are so uh, interesting um what did you think of this match overall yeah, it was fun. As you said, um, you know, like the little cheer and boo thing, uh, Montez 
playing to the crowd. So obviously he go, goes to go up again for the turnbuckle. They boo, but he doesn't go up. And then he's like, ah, oh, I fooled you. I got you, and yeah. Talking to the audience <laughs> a lot. And it's just, as you say, it felt like a Butlin's entertainment on a bigger scale. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, it was really good. The match overall was really good. There was a lot of good spots. Um, the Brawling Brutes are looking, they always look good, man. Like yeah. They, I, I, it feel weird without Shameless. It does. Shameless, I, it, I don't know what's really going does. on with him. I think that's probably another conversation for another day, but it is odd not seeing Sheamus because, you know, again, we mentioned it last night that, you know, Butch, Pete Dunne, everybody's getting by. I think all he needed was to be a baby face again. I think everybody is is fully behind um, yeah. them two now. And, and it's great to see. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, I've had a conversation on this channel with uh, Pete Dunne slash Butch as well. And, uh, yeah, he talks about his kind of character change and kind of using more of his Pete Dunne character uh, with uh, what we're seeing now. And that's certainly been the case over the last few months. Again, a bit odd not seeing Seamus. Um, but hey, again, that's another conversation for another day. We're going to keep this uh, episode quite uh, brief. But uh, anything else to, to mention on the opener before we move on? Uh, no, obviously the hometown one, which is, is always good to see. Yeah, it was mainly um, baby faces going over. It was very baby face heavy. But they, obviously we'll get onto it a little bit later. But uh, we nearly, we thought something was going to happen. Yeah. And... Uh, Boy, was that was I think that was the first time I've ever watched something. Obviously, you've been to like with PLEs and stuff at a live show. We thought oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Big, big tease. Uh, oh what, my days! What we're being right now, but we will get to it later on. But um, all right, let's move into the next match. Was the next one the one with um, Santos? Sorry, Santos Escobar, wasn't it? Yeah, Santos Escobar representing, of course, LWO um, mm. against Carrying Cross. Was that that one? Was that a second? I think that was second. Let's have a, I'll have a quick check. I did take some pictures. If you haven't seen them already, guys, follow us <laughs> at Reb Noise, R-E-B-N-O-I-S-E, or at RM Pro Wrestling uh, as well. But, yeah, I uh, I think that was the next match. We'll go with that one anyway. Um, mm. Yeah, really enjoyable match uh, as well. Santos Escobar. And this is what was kind of interesting as well. The crowd definitely were very, very kind of youthful. And it was a very high pitch tone with the audience it wasn't as much as just smart fans that you might get especially here in london of course the london crowd is, is kind of famous around the world in the wrestling scene these days of course after examples that you know previous for and smackdowns money in the bank we were grateful mm. to have the opportunity to kind of cover that last year as well earlier this year i should say clash at the castle of course not london but still here in the uk it was a different feel weren't it for the crowd and i think something that really stood out to me was the Samus Escobar chant that nearly got going but didn't quite and it made me go nah, it's a different audience here tonight but a few yeah. of them tried to do the just sold my car the Samus Escobar uh, which he loves by the way I saw a video of him on the uh, Twitter X yeah. Um, yeah. doing it with like fans outside the hotel or whatever which was fantastic and I'm glad he likes that uh, it's a strange chant it's a long story short it comes from a football chant and the TV advert is very very confusing but there we go that's how our songs tend to pick up um and speaking of picking up, it didn't quite pick up in the audience, with the audience last night. Some people tried to sing in it, didn't really get going because, again, it wasn't that crowd. If that, if there's any kind of negative about the night for me, it was that. It didn't feel like your typical British rowdy yeah. crowd. But it was an opportunity for the kids to go out and see see the mm. show. So, you know, I've I got to be you know, open-minded to that as well. It was, a, it was a very good kind of fun family kind of day out uh, for yeah. that. Carrying Cross, though, uh, I think they worked quite well together. 
I think yeah, it's, it's strange. You know, I said last night, is carrying across that kind of person that we mentioned Snitsky earlier, and I made this comment last night. He could be looked at as a Snitsky in the future in the sense that he had a kind of big spell. He was there for a while. It was just mid-card, and then he's gone. That's it. Or he yeah. could still become, I guess, what he said us potential to be. You know, him, especially with, with Scarlett as his double act, it really is strange seeing him kind of fall further down the card and feel like he's got no kind of direction at the moment. And it's a real shame. I've seen him on Chris Chris Van Vliet's uh, interviews and, and kind of just seems like a great guy and, and kind of really passionate about the business and yeah. I, I and always kind of pitching things as well, you know. I, I really do hope we're going to get something more of him. But, yeah, this was a fun match. What did you think about it? Yeah, um, I love the LWO stuff. Um, something that really stood out to me, and obviously I, I don't want to segment them into – one area or another area you know um but a lot of the lwo before had a lot of lucha stuff right mm. from wcw you know like ray eddie so on and so on and so on right there was a lot of masked or um yeah not masked wrestlers i was going to try and use a longer word but no i'm not going to um <laughs> um but we haven't really got that with this lwo mm. only ray and I actually like that because we don't get the generic. I mean, I love Dragon Lee, I, you know, and his other guys in the show or have been in the company, Lucha House Party. But the minute they have a mask, it feels like it doesn't go from the LWO. It becomes a Lucha thing. So they get the Lucha. Lucha. Yeah. And yeah. I, as nice as that is, it kept for just specific people is great. So with the LWO, they're not put under that generic bubble of, oh, they're Lucha guys. Like, yeah, it's, I think they're... it's easy for them to show personality, not being under a mask. I love a mask wrestler, I do, but um, it kind of gives them more opportunity to kind of be themselves. Like, weirdly enough, yeah. just the time to, to plug something just there as well. We spoke to San Francisco a few months ago just yeah. about that, actually, him unmasking here uh, in the WWE when he moved up from, uh, well, when he was NXT originally. Uh, and also, uh, I should have mentioned earlier on, we talked about the Street Profits been heel and how strange it is. It was not that strange to me because uh, Montez was quite heelish to me uh, a while back. You started it, man. <laughs> so you... so I, I triggered the heel turn, it seems. But yeah. anyway, um, but yeah, going back to this match, yeah, I, I think it was a good kind of simple match, uh, enjoyable. I think they worked very well together. And mm. uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was just a fun one. Yeah, it was really, really fun. Uh, I tell you what, though, it's very Crossy's entrance. I think when you see it through a screen, mm. the black and white and the production value that goes into his entrance is so weird when you see it. It loses live. something live, doesn't because it? Yeah. It does. It loses that. It's still great, but it loses that weird, like, cinematography magic because yeah. the way they do the um, fall and pray and. And then he appears, and you just think, oh, it's so good. Then you see it last night, because you said you hadn't seen it. I don't think I'd seen it live. I think it was the first time I've seen it live, yeah. And you felt really underwhelmed. Yeah, I was really excited to see it. I knew it wouldn't be the same as TV, because, yeah, production. And, like, we were at the side as well, so it wasn't even like we could somewhat get the appearance of... I knew how they did it, obviously, but... Um, and I knew I weren't going to see him black and white. (laughs) And then colour was going to come on. But still, it was, yeah, it was... I don't know. It, it was a bit odd, but hey, I I still want the best for him. I think. Yeah. I, I hope. I don't know. I just. I hope they get. Someone. He could be such a monster heel, man. Like, yeah. He really, he really could. I just. It's just the booking. 
Mm. I, I don't know what it is that this it's really weird. Crosses he has all the potential to be like the next monster hill. Like if mm. everything about it, the presence, uh, the characteristic, the mannerisms, uh, having Scarlet with him, the entrance, everything just screams killer. Like kill like when it was killer cross, like, everything about it is just perfection. Yeah. But for some reason, he just he doesn't get booze and he doesn't get cheers. Yeah, I, it's, I kind just, of... it's really strange. Something because... needs to click, and it just isn't. yeah. Um, I, I don't yeah. know if it's the fans or or what, but he's so good. Like, he's I a think there's a perception about him as well. I think he's kind of I don't know, like people are ready to kind of expect him to fail. It's it's a weird one, man. It's a weird vibe around. It him, is. But... I do think they are, they've got a lot of potential. Uh, we did actually miss over a match that did happen before this. It was Bailey, uh, you yeah. mentioned earlier on, against Shotzi as well. Uh, decent match, right. as we said earlier on. It was, um, you know, Bailey really playing up to the whole kind of London uh, thing and stuff like that as well. Mm. Uh, I plugged a few interviews already, but of course we've got the interview with Bailey on the channel, so let's go check that out as well. Um, decent match. Uh, and then another one we had, we mentioned earlier on, is. Um, it's the one where we really did get a shock. Um, well, nearly. We were still shocked. It didn't quite happen the way we thought it was. But we had Charlotte Flair going up against EO Sky for the women's title. And we were saying on the way, look, it's so, so rare that you get a title change at a house show. You know, we yeah. talked about Finn Balor beating, I think, Samoa Joe in NXT. AJ Styles won a few years ago as well. It is so, so rare. And it genuinely looked like we were going to get it. And it was a fantastic match between the two of them as well. I think it's the kind of match... I wouldn't say... It's PLE caliber, but it was still mm. very good. Like it was like a condensed version of a PLE quality match, I felt. Um, but essentially, um, you had the uh, Charlotte, um, first of all, would kind of counter the moonsault, and then EO countered the moonsault. Uh, no, sorry, EO counters the moonsault, Charlotte counters yeah. EO's moonsault after that with her legs up, and then Spears. Was it a spear? It was, wasn't it? And then, yeah, so EO does the, the moonsault. Um, and then obviously she grabbed her face, so it wasn't on the stomach, it was on the face, yeah. so they had the legs up like that, so it was really good. Um, so it was like for like, and then when she done that, EO was turning round, so she had her back to her. Then when she turned around, she got mullered with the spear, mm. and uh, but that was like is it two and eight out of nine, <laughs> yeah, it was the cl- it was the, yeah, the closest. To a free count I've ever seen at our show, which you know you might be thinking, but you didn't get over it. But honestly, in that moment when you're so sure we ain't going to see anything, they genuinely yeah. made me believe we we're about to see a title change, um, yeah, which yeah. is fantastic. And that's a credit to the referee, uh, and that's a credit to the two performers and whoever's kind of booked that uh, show and, and that was kind good, of match as well. It, it was, was fantastic. It was really think... good. Genuinely made me believe it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a couple of moments where it was like, okay, that doesn't work. Take out, and I, again. I think that's what's great about these live shows because there was things that they tried to do to really incorporate a blend of styles and talent. Yeah, are um, oh, those kind of head scissors that went a bit in slow the motion? Went a little, yeah, it was it was a bit of that, and then they spam around quite. They they done the head scissors where they kind of do a three sixty for a bit, yeah. like a proper luchery sort of thing. Um, and then it went into like an arm bar or something. Didn't it went it? into an arm, yeah, and it, they went in slow. It started out really good. It was, you know, yeah, it just, it ended slow. Like the, some of them moved, and it was just like. They just need to perfect that, yeah. you know. But then it, this could be one of the things where they go, Do you know what? It just doesn't work. Let's just take it out, mm. you know. And then we can build off. But that's what these live shows are for. Yeah, so and, and you know, I feel like we might have spoiled because they're in uh, Nottingham tonight. Right now, they could be doing that same spot 
<laughs> where there's a free, nearly a free Catlin. In a week's time, they did the same thing again. So, again, these might be spoilers for future house shows. So, apologies if that's the case, because, again, that's kind of how they run these things. But um, if you get to see it and you're at that house show, man, yeah, I hope you, you get pulled in like we did. Uh, but, yeah, a, a really enjoyable match. Probably maybe match of the night. We'll hold off on to that uh, for just a moment. Then we get, uh, we'll start mm. wrapping up in just a bit because we are uh only having a short one here tonight we are doing a stream on our film and tv channel guys if you want to join us over there rn screen one we'll be doing a live watch along of the crow tonight if you're listening after tonight uh, there we go uh loosely uh wrestling based because of sting i guess um we got uh you can go back and, and watch that uh recording once it's not live anymore that there we go um so then we had a uh, Basically, the rest of the LWO, but without Rey Mysterio, uh, against mm-hmm. Pretty Deadly, which was a really, really, really enjoyable That's match right. again. Because Pretty Deadly were fantastic in front of live audience. Mm. Yes, they were kind of more hometown guys again, bit in the sense that they're British. But um, they were fully in heel mode. And I said last night, it must be strange for them because it, because of the younger crowd as well. They were literally doing that style that they would have done for their house. They know what it's like to play off of little little kids from Britain, basically, you know, yeah. the kind of humour and stuff like that. And I think it really shone, like, culturally, it kind of, it was a good kind of show, in a sense, in a yeah. sense, you know, like, it wasn't yeah. a clash. So, um, but yeah, what did you think of this match, tag match? Man, I, I really enjoyed this. One of my favourite matches of the night. Um, I, I would say definitely Charlotte and EO was probably match of the night. That was, mm. I would say, even with a couple of sloppy things, that would have been a, an amazing main event for a Raw yeah. or SmackDown. You know, yeah, that, yeah. It had that potential. It had that caliber. And we got to see that last night. Um, but this match, as you said, the, the, you got pretty deadly, obviously, uh, the, the English nation kind of thing. On uh, They know how to work these crowds. You know, um, Elton Prince, as I was saying to you, I got, I've got to see him perform before he was signed to WWE. Mm. And he was doing the same thing. Like, And that's not a knock on him, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. knows... He knows the psychology. Crowd work is fantastic. Crowd. Yeah. So being able to talk to him and then he'll do a move and he'll go, if you keep doing it, I'm going to do it again. And then they've yeah. done it again. He goes, and that one was for you. And, like, and he was playing off and he pointed one person out. Like kids out. <laughs> and he was just blaming the kid. And yeah. I was like, do you know what? That's, that's, that is what British wrestling is. They play off for the crowd. And, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? It, it's such an, a carnival in the... Yeah, yeah, it goes all the way back, even like World of Sport days and stuff like that. It's some yeah, fantastic clips of, of wrestlers doing the same thing and kind of really. Exactly. I guess there's smaller, intimate venues. Not that Wembley Arena isn't a, an arena; it's still a, a fairly big size. I think it's about twelve thousand. But um, about that, yeah, yeah, it was um, still somewhat intimate, I guess, by WWE standards. So it was uh, it was really good seeing. It. I mean, it's all great. You know, not a bad seat in the house. We had great seats ourselves, but. Um, I think wherever you see in Wembley Arena, you're you quite you're kind of lucky. It's a, it's a very good venue to watch uh, WWE. It's great, yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, the kind of last things we saw here. We saw Grayson Waller having the Waller effect. Uh, fantastic, really kind of yeah. over in a heel sense. And um, we were thinking there's going to be a surprise here. You know, people. Were I blame you. I got here. excited, man. I'm sorry. I heard rumors about seeing. So I didn't. Excited. I didn't believe it myself, but um, you make me believe it. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was recording just in case, but yeah, there was no Cena. But Lashley come out, which I love. I love Lashley. Babyface Lashley, though. Hold on a minute. I thought you were in heel with the Street Profits. So we finally <laughs> flipped the switch with the Street Profits, and yet Lashley came out <laughs> as a baby didn't flip it with Lashley. <laughs> it was so confusing because he was massively, massively in babyface mode. I, 
I would say Lashley got, other than LA Knight, Lashley got the loudest pop. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, it really did. Um, I think you're right. And I, I don't know what it is. If his face, if we were saying this on the way back, if his face keep him face, if he's a heel, keep him heel. Yeah. But make it work. Don't stop flipping the switch with him. But, That's the problem we've had with him already. Like in the last, like, exactly. there's so many times in the past two, three years where you can't, he's kind of a tweener and then they just solidify it. And we talked about it before on the channel. But what makes this one worse is. That's already been an issue as well with the Street Profits. And he's their manager or something now. Yeah. I'd, but then, is it he's a manager of them and they're heel and he's a face? That doesn't make any sense. Because he no, was acting like a heel to get him on side in the first place. Yeah, exactly. I really don't know. But um, what he's doing with his entrance now, um, the with the, the boom, boom. <laughs> Which is a baby face thing. He was doing it yeah. as a face. It, I tell you what, I not once... If we've, when we've ever watched Lashley come out, obviously with his song, which is one of my favourites, by the way, he's on yeah. my gym playlist, right? Hearing that and going, yeah, that's good. Like, I really like it. It's just a great song, yeah. nice and powerful, proper shows like a, a bit of destruction, and I instantly hear it think of Lashley. Never did I think just pumping my fist to the beat right at the end. <laughs> I was like, wow. And uh, also, I just looked around, and all the everyone's like, boom, boom. Wait, and I was like, what the heck? He started doing that a few months ago, and it, it did start picking up. But then he it really did it, yeah. Because mm. he's not meant to be. A f- I don't understand why they made him work a fa- as a face. It was so confusing. I enjoyed it. It was fantastic. It was massively over. Yeah, yeah. But I don't get it because now what we're going to get? What's going to happen on SmackDown next? Like, is he? But even seeing him wrestle like was interesting because he hasn't done much lately. You know, like it's. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was a very strange thing uh, there. And we did have the main event, as we said earlier on. Um, LA Knight versus Solo yeah. <laughs> Uh This was a London street fight. And um, uh, course, quickly, what's, go on. what's the difference between a London street fight and a Chicago street fight? Like, stop being pedantic, all right? Uh, <laughs> if this was on a PLE, they'd use like London themed weapons or something, but they didn't even do that. There was a nice table spot though. Do we even have a London themed weapon? I don't know. Like, we what, can figure what, something what, out. What would that be? What would uh, it be? Um, a red phone box, a police baton. <laughs> just um, so love to come up with a massive phone box. <laughs> throwing sausages in someone's face. Lollipop um, sign. What? Lollipop, lollipop oh, ladies sign. That's good. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, but anyway, it was uh, it was a decent match. It was. Obviously, what it was going to be was LA Knight coming out of there victorious, sending the fans home happy, as he did. He also got on the mic a bit as well. So, uh, goosebumps, yeah. I did. Yeah, because you that's what you were most excited about, right? Was seeing LA Knight live in this kind of version of it. Yeah, so we were talking. I was like, I never got to see Rock and Austin in that moment. And controversial, Hogan, but big baby face pops. And then, but I have got to see Triple H in the Shield and, yeah. and Undertaker, which is one of my favourite moments ever, seeing him because I was like, I got goosebumps then. Mm. But certain wrestlers have this aura, and I felt like when Knight come out and everyone lost their mind, and he was doing a let me talk to you and all yeah. this stuff, and I was like, that was like the smallest taste of how it may have been for Rock and Austin in the Attitude Era. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. and then he started doing the LA Knight thing and all of that, and it's just a pro- it, did, it wasn't even a long promo. He was just talking to Solo, and he was like, I'm doing this, and I was like, do you know what? This is amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. You feel privileged to see 
contenders like that in their prime, you know, in their kind of yeah, yeah, you know, lightning in the bottle when they are, you know, strike while the light, you know, iron's hot, all the kind yeah. of uh, things you want to use for it. I think it's interesting, of course, we've covered it on the channel plenty of times already, but you know, his kind of rise has been uh, a really interesting one. Of course, we will be covering uh, this weekend, um. Crown Jewel, of course, where he's going up against Roman Reigns for the title. Uh, going to be an interesting one because it's one where you've got to protect him and I don't think he's winning it. And I think we've already kind of hinted that the other day. But we'll be back, of course, in a few days' time for, well, tomorrow, I should say, for our predictions and preview episode mm-hmm. on Crown Jewel. So if you haven't already, please subscribe and uh, join us live for that on the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, and then after that, we will be doing our build-up show. Uh, we'll also be doing our watch-along for the event and we'll be coming back with our instant reaction uh recap and review podcasts as well so uh please subscribe to uh to check those out on this very channel as i mentioned earlier on you can listen to this podcast now audio versions on spotify and apple podcasts mm-hmm. um but we appreciate everyone joining us here on youtube as well whether you're live or on demand now as we start wrapping up rob because again we've got to hop over to our film and tv channel rn screen one where we're going to be talking about the crow of course it is the crow. <laughs> So, oh, you scared me with that one. We have to be doing it this time. Um, yeah, we'll kind of wrap up here. Really enjoyable, great CLA night in his element. If you want to see what his entrance was like, by the way, we've uploaded a short on this very YouTube channel of his entrance there last night here in London. Uh, and also it's on our TikTok and uh, Instagram at RM Pro Wrestling as well. But they did also announce uh, next year's tour, which I know a lot of people were really excited about because uh, mm-hmm. rumours kind of circulating at the moment, of course, about more PLEs in Europe next year. We didn't get the PLE announcement. Um, I, I, if I'm honest, Rob, I don't think we're getting a PLE um, in England next year, but we'll see. I'll be happy to be wrong about that. But we've got Berlin. Of course, the other rumoured one at the moment is Paris. So that would be pretty uh, pretty cool as well. But as you can see, rolling on the bottom of your screen, if you're watching a video version, uh, they did announce that in April 2024, uh, they're coming back. They didn't say at the time. They just said where. They didn't say the dates or the venues or anything like that. But we've got now, it's the 18th in Cardiff at the Motor Point Arena, 19th here in London at the O2 Arena, of course, where Money in the Bank was held, and the 20th uh, in Belfast, Northern Ireland at the SSE Arena as well. So it felt right that they were going to announce that, Rob, because, uh, of course, you know, we usually get them as this kind of WrestleMania revenge tour. They used to call it right after uh, WrestleMania season itself. Uh, and, of course, it's usually October, November. So we've ticked that one off the list now. Uh, yep. be uh, great. Hopefully, we'll get to uh, go along to the show uh, at the O2 as well. And, of course, any European PLEs, I'm pretty sure everyone on this channel is going to be tempted to head down to wherever that may be uh, here in Europe as well. But anyway, also, go on. I was going to say, if, if you do, you know Rebellious Noise are going to be there. So if you see the mask, just come over. Come see say the hi. mask, come say hi. Yeah, That's um, and I've got two more two more things. By the way, first, oh. I want to see more Shotzi because I really enjoyed her match. Um, I, I I did I enjoyed it. Like she, I didn't she, watch much much of it. You know, I got full disclosure, guys. I went to the bar and to the toilet. <laughs> you, you but you were busting. And that's not disrespectful. That's not. He did say before the match. <laughs> I, he need to go he was like, I do need to go to the toilet. I don't want to miss a match. I need to, I need to, I need to go. Um, yeah. but and yeah, then I ran. And then I ran. The thing, I, was, I bit Wembley up earlier, mate. Now I'm going to bring it down. I said to you last night, I, was yeah. I went to the next bar kind of toilet area. Women's toilet. Next one. Mm. Women's toilet. Next one. Women's toilet. And then I literally like was, oh. And then some steward saw me and went, it's the next one. So thankfully, he noticed my <laughs> no, uh, kind of hissy fit. That was really annoying. <laughs> you ran. We, we come out right, and we went right 
and went yeah. all the way down to go to the toilet. Yeah. But it was really annoying because if we'd have come out and gone left, if you'd gone straight, there was a men's toilet just there. I was going to say, I felt like I'd, gone the little, I'd chosen the wrong way. Uh, but three in a row Ooh. just felt a bit mad. But anyway, um, that's uh, um, another podcast for another day moaning about facilities. But uh, yeah. it's uh, it's been good talking right. wrestling with you, mate. Go on. And I've got one more criticism. It's, oh, it's not a criticism, really. But um, actually, it's you, actually. Uh, what? Been you. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, normally, when I go to a wrestling show, uh, firstly, bro, if we could go a little bit longer, the towel of us trying to pick where we were going to eat food, right, is, is a podcast in itself, by the way. <laughs> There's right? a lot of moving parts, man. Yeah, yeah. Your head was just literally, like, it felt like I had a roadrunner with me. I was just going <laughs> everywhere. But, um... I have never drunk so much alcohol at a, <laughs> a wrestling show before. I normally get like one drink and let it last. Am I a bad influence? It was so fun though. But um, obviously, yeah, London, London, London prices, a little. Oh, um, yeah. yeah but mate, right. I, I think they're like five beers. <laughs> Four or five well, beers. Well, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I was fun influence. Good, good. good. <laughs> I, no, it was good fun. Again, if you want to see our kind of. Um, uh, photos from the night, check us out on uh, Instagram at RM Pro Wrestling, also on X. Um, yeah. X give it to you if you uh, look us up on there. <laughs> and uh, at REB and OISE for the main rebellious noise uh, socials as well. But anyway, uh, it was a really fun night. Once again, thank you yeah. so much to WWE for uh, their hospitality and, and allowing us to come on down. Uh, we did enjoy it. And uh, yeah, hope anyone, you know, if you went to the show as well, let us know in the comments what you thought about it. If you didn't go to the show, um, let us know what you thought about this podcast uh, and if you've been to any of the other house shows uh, recently let us know uh, some of your fun stories because uh, again house shows are really exciting they are so different to your other live events so it's um, it's uh, it's always a good opportunity to see uh, WWE live uh, when the cameras aren't rolling uh, anyway I've been Scott this one's been Rob we want to thank you very much for tuning in uh, please subscribe on YouTube follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you haven't already and uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow for our Crown Jewel preview and predictions episode and of course plenty more Crown Jewel content throughout the week as well we'll see you then thanks very much everyone bye bye welcome to the Rebellious Noise Pro Wrestling Channel on this channel, we bring you some great content from inside and outside of the squared circle. We will go through and offer some in-depth analysis of the biggest events of the year, as well as bringing you exclusive interviews with some of the industry's biggest names. There will also be live show reviews, in-depth features, and podcasts. So make sure you give that subscribe button a slam so you don't miss any of the action.